0: Osiris Hey this is Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters, and this podcast is part of the Osiris Podcast family. Osiris is a growing community of music and culture podcasts, connecting music fans with conversation, commentary, and music. Osiris Episode eighty-seven of the Bluest Tape. I'm Harvey Kouch alongside Jeff Colaf. And thanks for joining us as we take our weekly journey through the live catalog of Widespread Panic. Jeff, the listening world wants to know is where where are we where are we standing on Baby Watch twenty nineteen?
1: So we're recording this on May twenty eighth. So a week from today, which is probably when this episode will drop. if not a little sooner, maybe a little sooner. Um, we will have a child unless nature intervenes. So we are, we are are in the, uh, slow march towards inevitability at this point.
0: (laughs) I've never heard of it called put quite that way, but okay. Um,
1: it's, um, those of you, you've, you've been through this twice with Rachel and, uh, Others out there have been through it too. There's a point when everything is cool, and then there's a point when it being cool stops. And we Mm -hmm. are at the the point where it being cool has stopped. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It is hot in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, The air conditioner in part of our house is uh, malfunctioning, and hopefully Mm -hmm. the temp will show up while I'm on, uh, while while we are recording. And uh, there are things that are puffy and swelled, and it is time to. Bring this child into the world.
0: Um, well, we're all rooting for for a uh, happy conclusion, and uh, and we look forward to. Do we know him or her? Have we announced that on the on the show? We're going to keep that. Uh, I don't know. It's
1: a boy. Um, okay. Well, we won't have the name. We could. We'll update that for uh, a later episode. Uh, it is. I mean, obviously, I should. I mean, obviously, the name is going to be uh, T Lavitz. Colath. I think that was really the the winner of the poll, the online poll.
0: I thought it was going to be Conrad McConnell colath
2: <laughs>
0: Conrad McConnell, yeah, because the double it's got the McConnell's got the double benefit of, you know, bass guitar player plus one of the great politicians in, oh, in the modern yeah. day.
1: Great, I'm I'm sure our child would be proud to be named after. <laughs> named after the senior senator from the state of Kentucky. Um, the Commonwealth. Yeah. Uh, sorry, the Commonwealth. But we will, uh, we're excited, and uh, Presley's excited, and I think we're ready to uh, get this thing going. I'm sure the baby right. will make its appearance at some point in a future episode.
0: I can't wait. Um, I feel like we haven't talked in forever. As, as I look on the schedule, uh, our last released episode was May 7th, and that one was yeah. like... Two yep. weeks after, three weeks after the previous one. So not not in a great routine here, Jeff. And something tells me that it's going to be hard to to maintain a good rhythm th- with the, the new person in your house. But maybe not. Maybe that means more time in the closet for you.
1: <laughs> I think that's probably what that means, actually. I think it will be uh, – <laughs> I'll be home more. It's been a hectic spring, so – um, but yeah, I, you know, when, every time you say the weekly journey into the uh, catalog of widespread panic, it's sort of weekly with an asterisk.
0: Um, yeah. And I thought about, I've like, I've switched it up a couple times and I'm, I'm just going to go back to it. That's what it is. And you know, if you guys want to give me grief then that's, that's within your right. We've um,
1: had, we've had some news break and, since we last came together, um, panic news, um,
0: yeah, or should we should talk about that?
1: They uh, announced a couple new runs, which um, very fittingly, uh, both of us forgot to get tickets for Nashville, which I thought was appropriate. Um,
0: well, I mean, let the, let the record show that the, I'm pretty sure the last text from you was, "I'll take care of tickets for the Ryman." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Pretty sure that's where we left it. I didn't think that that was, that seemed pretty clear to me on whose responsibility the tickets are going to be.
1: But it's worked out because you made plans to go to the next, to the other big run they announced, which was uh, Ween this year, go back to your hometown.
0: Yeah, I think that'll be fun. Um I haven't told my wife that that was that's going to be the plan, but
1: if she doesn't listen anyway, so like, That's okay. <laughs> right.
0: That is actually the safest place to talk about it is on this podcast. Um but I think she she should be on board cuz you know, we, we'll be at home, we'll have some some uh you know, built-in child support and um you know, it's a little more affordable when you don't have to to pay, you know, a hotel or an Airbnb and um so yeah, the only thing that's a little tricky about that is not being able to trick or treat mm. with the kids, you know, in the neighborhood. Um, I mean, I suppose we could, we could have, you know, Gigi take, uh, take the kids out for, for trick or treating in, in uptown new Orleans. Um, but yeah, it's not quite the same. And I, so I don't I, know. Well,
1: it is on a Thursday this year. So that you would, yes. yeah. It's not like a that's going
0: to be when it is. Yeah. I mean, we might be able to find like a daytime, like you know, trunk or treat or something. You know that we could do in a church the, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I can get that. I, I don't know. We'll see. So, uh, wish wish me luck on that endeavor. But um, but yeah. So that's. I mean, those are three three nights acoustic at the Ryman, and then the three night run for Halloween in New Orleans, which uh, it's been a minute, right? It's been like what I think. 20, was twenty ten the last time they did that?
1: Wow! Holy smokes! I didn't realize it was that long ago. Um, no, twenty
0: thirteen, and okay. then twenty ten, then twenty eight. So, but it, it will have been six years, which is probably the longest gap. Oh. So let's say they went between, uh, they took O one one off they took, uh, and then they went from Oh two to Oh eight. So that was a six year gap. So that, I guess that matches that mm-hmm. six year gap between Oh two and Oh eight. Although they did play in Oh three in the middle of October, but not Halloween. Um, and so O eight, ten, thirteen, 10, 13, and then now 19. Oh. So, um, but I have not seen the band in that venue. I mean I saw 97, 98, 99 2000 and 2002 and that was the last time I saw them in the venue. It was in 2002. And the last time I saw I have seen the band play on Halloween was 2003, which is
1: oh, oh, in New York City
0: Just, right? just a, yeah, just a short 16 years ago. So <laughs> um,
1: I saw them on Halloween was 2001 in
0: Chicago. So, wow. You're even older than me, but yeah, yeah. so it's time we'll get back in it. So I'm excited. I feel like we're, you know, those of you have been on the journey with us, you know, you've seen us, uh, you know, embrace the the new version of the band a little bit more than we probably did. Um, what a little over two years ago when we started this podcast. So, um, it'll be, uh, yeah, I'm excited.
1: The, uh, I was in some kid at the was in the museum kid like he was in his 20s but uh, was in the museum the other day and he had a, a panic red rocks shirt on oh. and so I, I was walking out the door and I stopped and I came back and I was like what year's that shirt from and he's you're thinking
0: a- nine, like 98 99 maybe <laughs>
1: no 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 I knew it was I knew it was later but he said uh-huh. it was it was either 17 or 18. I can't forgot what he said. And he said, were you there? It's like, no, I was there in 99 though. So it's like, Oh, you said, <laughs> like I, I was like four. I was like, Screw uh-huh. you kid. I just walked out. I didn't, I didn't want to address it. But,
0: I would sort of pair. I mean, it sort of seems like, cause you know, I have no idea the difference between 2017 red rocks and 2018 red rocks. Uh, it's almost like, uh, and I feel like I'm turning into my my father a little bit in this way, in that I can name you like all of the Super Bowl and World Series winners from like eighty three to what, maybe two thousand, and but then like none since then. Uh, and I'm it's like to you have
1: seven million percent. I am doing right. the exact same thing. <laughs> totally. Like I,
0: and so it's sort of like <laughs> panics the same way too yeah. yeah
1: anything from my childhood or like the years preceding it if i had like the baseball almanac or the who's who in mm-hmm. baseball or something um right. yes totally uh, but i can't don't. Re- I, I couldn't tell you who won the world series like Three years Last ago. Last year.
0: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> no, I mean, I, think I know the Red Sox won, but yeah, no, definitely not three years ago. I have no idea. I mean, I know some of the teams that have won in the past. You know, I mean, I know the Astros won. the Did the Royals win one year?
1: They did. The Giants. And the Giants won in odd years.
0: Right, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. Something
1: like that, but yeah, it's just, it's totally true. And that Jen was asking me, my wife was asking me the other day, it's like, when does your like panic knowledge like start and stop? And I said, That's a "Good question." I mean, I told her, "I said, you said, well, you can know like tour dates from, but when is when when do you know them?" And I said, "You know, I can do pretty much anything from O2, 02, 02, you know, first part of O2 back through ninety six easily, and then like fall." In spring of fall and summer of '95, and then I was trying to do the West Coast run of '95. The May run always messes me up Mm, because. That's
0: many tapes and stuff too. Um,
1: And then there's other parts too, but like I just you know I can just sit instead of it's it's like yeah i mean you do the same thing it's like gets to early june and it's like oh june second all right that's a jackson hole like just no that's 96 <laughs> and, and like 1695 that's the awesome texas run with houston and then you know backyard and uh the, whatever that other show was in texas the third but you know you just kind of it just kind of sticks but yeah for s- recent sports stuff nothing but yeah, anything from the '70s, from like NFL films, or again sitting, oh, up, right? Yeah, reading reading the backs of your baseball cards when you were ten years old—you can remember any of that stuff. Um, so the other panic news that we have is the, which I'm excited about, and maybe you are too. Hopefully, you are, which is the uh, release of two shows from the Panic Archives um, on vinyl. Uh, yeah. Carbondale show from December one, two thousand, and then the Club Soto show from uh, September eighth, nineteen ninety-seven. That's pretty cool that they're doing those. First of all, they're really reasonably priced for six yeah. or five and a half. Well, they're six LPs. They're really five and a half, I suppose. So it'll be interesting to see what they do on the backside of the last one for each each set. But um it's very cool they're putting them out. I'm interested to see what the packaging is. My guess is since the price point's so low that that the packaging is not going to be super uh, elaborate.
0: Um, yeah. But if it looks like the CD cover and maybe has, you know, cuz they have and then, like all of those archive releases had little write-ups, you know, I mean, if you they just include that little write-up, uh, that would be cool and maybe a couple pictures. But, uh, Doesn't have to be a booklet. I
1: love how it was announced. So you should, you should put it out. I, I didn't know about it until I saw you posted it. I saw our- it
0: on the Bluest Tape Twitter feed. I mean, that's where you get all your panic news.
1: It is. And uh, I went and looked. And the, for me, one of the coolest things was is they were encouraging people to pre-order them through the end of all music in the, the awesome record store in Oxford, Mississippi that we've talked about before. Um, so, But that's cool. So give mm-hmm. Dave your business order from a nice independent record shop, um, and those come out. I think what September and October or something.
0: I yeah, think? no, I think they both. I think they're both like within a couple of weeks in early September.
1: Early September, yeah.
0: Um, yep. yeah. So exciting. have you pre-ordered? Jeff?
1: Uh, no, but I will.
0: Okay, you yeah, need please. to. I mean, I think this is part of this is if you want them to continue to do that, then you need, yeah. you know, then we need to put our dollars there. Uh, um, I did
1: buy the uh, till the medicine takes. Three LP vinyl, which you did too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's um, pretty
0: nice. Pack- I like the packaging. I think they did a good job with that.
1: The packaging is great. And then I remembered, like, oh, yeah, I like uh, r- side one. Tr- I like side one of the first LP. And then it's like, I don't need to listen to the rest of it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Aww. Sort of-
1: I know that you aren't a big, well, you're not a big Bears gun Fishing fan, period. You're kind of mm-hmm. meh about Surprise Valley, right?
0: Mm-hmm. So- yeah yeah i mean but i'll listen to i I mean i'm with you i'll listen to the first three tracks definitely and then things get a little a little more um optional after that
2: yeah
1: and then the live bonus stuff i was like "Ooh, live bonus stuff it's like really dying man you chose a dying man come on guys um but it's still cool that they did it yeah the packaging is great um they recreated the the florinoy home florinoy holmes uh artwork really nicely and it looks great on the shelf and it sounds really good too they did a nice job with the mastering so again if you're into vinyl and you're into panic please keep buying this stuff so they keep doing it and hopefully I'll encourage them to do some more uh do some more archival releases too
0: yeah, I guess they ha- have they haven't done one since uh since that Knoxville one that Sam helped them with, right? That was it's not a new that was like life. late late summer last year. Did they do one after that? I don't think so. Okay. Uh, I need to reach out to Sam and see, you know, if he can shake the tree on that cuz I'd say it's about time we get a new one.
1: Yeah, and again, sort of I I, I again the dead of dead have bajillion shows that they can put out in perpetuity. Um, good shows to put out, and Fish is, you know, mm-hmm. slowly starting to put stuff out too. The Allman Brothers are the ones that just start steadfastly refuse. <laughs> 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 and I, and I, you know, I, the thought was that after Brother Greg died, that there would be more stuff that would come out because he apparently was the one that was sort of the the stickler for quality. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are supposedly. They are going to do a release of the fillmore west run from january 71 about a you know month and a half or so before the fillmore east run which of course though is on the record which is very exciting because that run is amazing uh 29th 20th 29th 30th and 31st of january which some of that's been bootlegged but a lot of it's at least three of the shows have been around in trading circles for a long time so um that's exciting but there's still so much more that they could do um there's other really nice sounding tapes that they could put out that they haven't. And so hopefully there's more of that too, but they, you know, they put out, you know, shows from 2003 and various other things, which is cool, but I don't know. I mean, I love Derek and Warren, but I don't need to hear here. I want to hear Dwayne. So,
0: (laughs) yeah, I was going to say there's, there's a bunch of, um, well, not a bunch, but a decent amount of shows in the, uh, in the Nugs net, um, subscription service yep. but they're all from there's a a, a bunch from 2004 mm-hmm. um like almost all of you know summer and fall and then a couple shows from peach music festival in 14 yeah. but um yeah that's better than nothing uh and and I'll have to apologize to all you guys that listen that just want to get to the music. You may need to skip a, a little bit because I feel like, we're, you know, Jeff and I have a lot of catching up to do. So got a lot to talk about. So forgive us as we, you know, get through, get caught up and, uh, and we'll get to the music soon. I promise. Um,
1: do we have recommendations
0: for this week? Um, yes. But before I got to that, I wanted to ask you something that's sort of timely. Um, cool as we record this Memorial day was yesterday. Um, and all weekend we did, you know, we had people over. We're never like this, the hosts, but for whatever reason, we hosted people here on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. And, um, and I was, I was cooking the whole time. I mean, I was just like, and so I don't know if that's common or not. I am definitely the, the, um, the culinary master in my house. Oh, not master, but you know, I'm the person who who handles the cooking. Is that is that the same case yes. in the Coleth household? Okay, I thought that was that was the case. That, <laughs> it seemed a pretty point blank answer that uh, yeah, we're in yes. the same space. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I did. Uh, I did some some fajitas. I got a one of those flat top uh, outdoor griddle things. Have you seen those? Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so I got one of those last year. And, uh, so I did some, I did some fajitas, um, chicken and peppers and onions and, you know, stuff on Saturday. And then la- uh, Sunday I did, or Monday I did, uh, you know, burgers, burgers and hot dogs. Cause mm-hmm. you know, America, America. Yeah. So, um, Nice. So, what about you guys? Did you do anything over the holiday, or just uh, complained about how hot it was and swollen everybody else?
1: <laughs> no, we did some. We did some stuff. Uh, it seems so long ago that I don't really remember how what what and how much. But we uh, went to some friend's house and watched the children throw water balloons at each other. And then oh, uh, we did
0: that too. Yeah,
1: yeah. And then we had people over yesterday, and I cooked yesterday, so it was it was lovely. Um, there is something, you know, it's, we've got a good. Uh, I've developed a good crew that are doting on us a little bit because of the uh, the impending birth uh, birth of the child. So it's been it's been nice, and it's a lot of uh, you know general excitement, but also I think sort of being around us towards the end. I think there is sort of like this unspoken like. Maybe she'll maybe she'll go into labor while she's here or something. I <laughs> think people just want like a really awesome story of like the time that you know Jen went into labor at the uh, Memorial Day party at the Peterson house.
0: Uh, or like so there's some like uh, some rooting interests there.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. There's no. somebody got
0: a pool. Yeah, saying, but- ah, there might be a pool going. I'm not sure. You may not be involved.
1: I, I mean, I'd hope I would be involved, but, um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's been good. We had a good weekend.
0: So what did you cook? Uh, what did you cook yesterday?
1: Uh, we just did chicken and chicken and brats and some asparagus and some fancy, fancy carrots and foil and then angel food cake and berries and whipped cream for dessert. And then, you know, just a lot of, a lot of water and soda pop. No, no, no alcohol at all for anybody. Um,
0: Big news for the uh, for the beer connoisseurs in Memphis recently.
1: Yeah, bearded iris arrives in Memphis, and pocketbooks everywhere begin (laughs) to
0: cry out. Cry out,
1: please! No, fifteen dollars for a four pack. Actually, that's pretty good considering how much it is at the brewery. But uh, Mm. they've got they've had four. I've seen four flavors. um, Home style, obviously, and then three others which the name's a tunnel vision is one
0: yeah yeah with some tunnel offbeat vision. maybe
1: yeah tunnel vision i have which is awesome i had that at the brewery so mm-hmm. it's a, we'll do another beer episode because i think there's some some other some recent beers that i've tried that i think are worthy of discussion so
0: nice <laughs> um, right. um okay so uh, do you have anything to to recommend that, that you've uncovered in the last month since we've talked
1: no, no, it's not recent. Totally recent, but I want to give a um, again today. We're recording on May 28th, so this is new news. But it's hit the hit the wire services. Um, but uh, we lost another member of the Stacks family today. John Gary Williams, who was one of the lead the lead vocalists for the Mad Lads, which was a vocal group that came came to Stacks and came of age at Stacks in the mid 1960s, and then. Um, decided to, or two of the members got drafted and served in Vietnam and came home and the group reformed briefly. And then John Gary got involved um, with a black political organization in Memphis called the Invaders and ended up um, actually um, doing some time in prison for for uh, being involved in a, in, a, in a crime. But really, you know, came out of prison, got back with stacks, recorded a brilliant solo album in 1974 um self-titled so john gary williams um, one of the late era Stax releases that's brilliant but was totally ignored and didn't get to the stores as well as it should have it's been reissued by concord music group um so you can be able, you'll be able to find it on amazon both on cd and lp it's on spotify i believe um but great man uh and really had tried had experienced a bit of a career renaissance in the last five or ten years mad lads had reformed and he had done some solo work and really was you know trying to give back to his community and uh involved in um re-entry programs for people that have gotten out of prison specifically men that had gotten out of prison in the soulsville neighborhood which is where the museum is and which is where he grew up so uh fell victim to throat cancer and we're really sad because he was a great friend and a great guy so but that's my recommendation the mad any of the mad lads work is great the early stuff uh with with john gary is much it's soul but it's much more doo-wop sort of inflected but their first record that came that came out after he and william brown got back from vietnam it's a mad 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 world is a good one but then his solo record from 74 so r.i.p john gary we'll miss you
0: maybe uh we can play something on the way out
1: yeah i mean he really has a song that if you that is uh it came out at the height of watergate or during you know during watergate and it's called the whole damn world is going crazy and i think all of us at stacks have have have, have reached back to that uh, <laughs> a lot in the last two and a half years and it's become a bit of a, a soundtrack for us so uh but yeah definitely we'll we can play something uh, on the uh,
0: outro tonight um and while we're on the on the you know his, the historic music front since you're my uh, my resident vinyl expert I have a question because I've sort of reorganized some of my stuff and have a different storage solution for for my vinyl now okay. do, do you do you separate like your your seven inch and your 45s from your LPs, they they go in a separate section of the of your of your your vinyl storage.
1: Forty fives go in a box in the closet, basically. <laughs> uh, okay. so. I don't really I I, I I don't i don't collect forty fives unless it's something really. You know, if it's a record store day thing or if panic. Right,
0: that's most of what with my what my you know. I mean, I probably have a you know a dozen of them, but they're yeah. mostly yeah. record store day stuff. So.
1: It goes away. So LP, LPs are out. Forty fives go in the box in the back closet.
0: Okay. No and no seven inch. Yeah. Forty fives. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for the info. Um, <laughs> continuing our, you know, uh, depressing theme of, with my our, recommendation uh, is twenty five
1: minutes into to talking. So we're doing great so
0: far. <laughs> um, have you Have you been watching the the new HBO miniseries on Chernobyl.
1: <laughs> wow. This, this did go, this did take a turn. No, I do not. I do not have the HBO, but something about Chernobyl certainly would pique my interest.
0: Oh my gosh. You, you have to, it's um, so it's, it's only five parts. It's like a miniseries, you know, limited, uh, limited run type show. And uh, it is um, it's, awesome there are three episodes in now so there, there are two to go or maybe they i guess the fourth one maybe was last night we haven't watched that one yet um but it, it is fantastic jared harris is in it um uh-huh. lane price from uh from Mad Men, it's and a,
1: uh a docudrama
0: yes it is a docudrama okay. and um uh stefan's Skarsgard.
1: Stella, Stellan Skarsgard.
0: Stellan Skarsgard, yeah. yeah. Um, it's just man, it's I mean, I'm that's like right as you know, like we were talking about from like, you know, childhood memories of things and then being able to kind of go now with a little bit more wisdom maybe Uh-oh. and knowledge to go back and really kind of dig into something that you just sort of scraped as a, as a kid is really, I think really interesting and it's just really well done and uh, like honors the people that went through that and really tells it's, I mean, in a lot of ways it's sort of a, a story about, um, you know, the Soviet union at that moment in time, you know, and, um, what the complexes that existed, you know, within, um, that kind of uh, political structure. So
1: bad, um, oh, you know, they—they anything bad that ever happened there, they hid or tried to hide, and right, that was sort of one of the first because it affected so many more people beyond that area because the radiation cloud drifted in certain right. places and stuff that it started to pick up on it, and then the international they couldn't, right? Yeah, they couldn't hide it, but you know, again, we're gonna we are going to going to go down a little bit of a dark hole dark go down a a path if we want but one of the most famous things was you know the russians were trying to go to the moon at the same time we were and they built this enormous rocket called the n1 and they had all these problems with it and blew up they had several explosions but they had one that blew up in such a catastrophic and magnificent way it was unmanned but it was so packed with fuel and so early on in it in the uh, flight that it actually set off like the nuclear explosion detector <laughs> so like, um, yeah. for the uh for whatever the the strategic air command stuff and then all the seismic stuff so you know it's everybody kind of was like what the hell is that but of course wow all that stuff was was so you know so far under under guard that it didn't really sneak out until many years later and then only you know 20 or so years later did we really find out the extent of their their booster program and all that stuff so i'm always fascinated by how they tried to hide all this stuff but they hid it all because frankly they weren't any good at anything and i mean it's it's true they did all of this stuff but you know most of the things that they did in the space program essentially were held together by baling twine and like bubble gum and they set these poor they set these poor people up and i'm surprised they didn't kill more of them you know we were all so scared that they had more missiles than we did and they were so far advanced technologically but they really weren't and i think it finally caught up to them with the end of their Space program in the sixties and seventies, and obviously with this nuclear thing in the eighties too. So, anyway, that's a trip down history that that's history history trip. <laughs> well,
0: um, yeah, yeah, and it's if you're into that, it's definitely worthwhile. And um,
1: nice. There's a bunch of great uh uh fiftieth anniversary of Apollo eleven stuff coming out this year too. Uh,
0: yeah, well, I know they did the, they released that film. Um, yes,
1: it was amazing
0: yeah i need to watch it i haven't seen it yet i really wanted to go see it in the imax but I, I think i missed the chance yeah. but I'll, I'll it'll settle for for watching it at home yeah. um did you did you watch that with with presley or was that a
1: yeah uh, no i saw that in the imax i just went on my own and it was, okay. it was bonkers and then jen went and saw it and cried like during mm. the during the movie because again it's like we did that. We can't even, we can't do anything anymore. And then we did that. Like, it's just, it's <laughs> mind blowing. Like all we can do in Congress is, may, is name post offices for the most part. And then we figured out a way to send a man to the moon. Anyway.
0: So, <laughs> um, so it's good. Should we wrap it up? Are we all done with this episode?
1: <laughs> we should just make this um, its own episode, but no, we do have music. Um, okay. Okay there's not going to be a lot of talking about the music. I think, I think we've, we're going to let the music speak for itself, but I think this is a, I will say this episode and next episode are really reflective of the original intent of the bluest tape, which is for us to play our favorite shows from
0: 1996. (laughs) Getting getting back to our roots here.
1: (laughs) Getting back to our roots. And uh, you're, you're indulging me a little bit because a my child, unless again, unless nature intervenes, will be born on June fourth. And so, there's really only a couple of times that Panic has played on June fourth. There's not a ton of one.
0: No, there's only one. I think right, or is it, at least there's only uh, one recording.
1: Six 4, 13, I think they played. Uh, they played in Knoxville or something. Maybe really? um, one other date <laughs> on June fourth. Um, but there's not a lot of early June shows in the Panic canon. So. It's so it's rare. Yes, it's sort of,
0: yeah. It seems like usually the the summer tour would would start a little bit later. I guess. I mean, is that yeah. or is it just yeah. a? Yeah, um, I might so, be rooting for 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 a six one just because because I'm a big fan <laughs> of that uh, that Wolf Mountain show.
1: Right, yeah. I, I mean, trust me. Is if the way it will be is that you've got six five thirty one six one six two. And then you've got no show on 6.3 and then 6.4 and 6.5. So the child will probably be born on
0: 6.3. Um, yeah. 6.5 would be nice. That's probably the best of that of all those, I think, personally. That St. Paul, it's Oregon six,
1: show. 6.2 is good, but man, this 6.4 show is revi- worth revisiting. And that's what we're going to do tonight. So this is... June 4th, 1996, from the Temple Theater in Tacoma, Washington. And this was one of those, like, oh, that's the day my kid might be born. So let's go back and listen to this show. And again, that was part of this massive 96 project that you and I and other folks did to try to get these shows out into the world many, many, many years ago. And um, when listened to it, and you'll see in this episode and then the next episode, uh, just first set brilliance mm. and, and not just you know opening with a chilly water closing with a chilly water like just kick-ass playing um and so yeah, we're gonna... Gonna,
0: it's stuff it's you it doesn't even you can't really even get the sense from looking at a set list to be able to know what no. i mean the set lists are really strong you know but you just a little uh, an arrow on a set list doesn't quite you know convey <laughs> the, arrow the doesn't experience
1: do- Yeah. Until you go and listen to it on panic stream or re-listen and you see like, oh, well, this ain't no use. It's 12 and a half minutes long. Huh. Maybe there's something to that. (laughs) And then you go listen to it and it sort of just blows your hair back. So what we're going to do this episode is play uh, some songs from the end of the middle and end of the first set. And then we'll chat a little bit and then we'll play a few songs from the second set, chat a little bit, and then we'll be done. So let's kick things off with the first set uh june 4th 1996 in tacoma washington and we're going to get things started off with an epic cover of the meters it ain't no use
2: Maybe we've souls.
0: 4th, 1996, some 23 years ago today, maybe, depending on when you're listening to this, uh, at the Temple Theater in Tacoma, Washington, you heard a good chunk of the first set. Uh, they start things off before uh, before we join them with a uh, take-out, send-your-mind opener, uh, and then walk-in, and then we pick things up with uh, It Ain't No Use, Into Impossible, and then pilgrims into nobody's loss, and close things out with a really nice port song into Mister Soul. Um, Jeff, you are—I mean, there are not many ain't no uses that are that are not enjoyable. But this is definitely a a sort of tier one ain't no use.
1: Yeah, I mean, ain't no use can certainly be a song. I, again, nobody's ever going to complain. I shouldn't say nobody. I'm sure somebody complains about everything, but you should, No one should ever complain about "It Ain't No Use" being in the set list. Period. But there are certainly versions that rise above, and this one is real, a relentless version of "Ain't No Use." Hauser just will not let go, um, and his solo there, right in the middle of the song, and it's 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 good. And the band is tight, and they're locked in, and they're going behind them. And again, I always thought that this this show was. The quote-unquote sleeper show of this portion of the tour, because um, the Red Rocks show five thirty-one is great, six one and six two are awesome, and then six five is, you know, always talked about as probably one of the best show, five best shows of ninety-six, which automatically puts it in the you know upper pan upper echelon of shows ever. But I always, this was the one that always kind of got passed over and not really talked about that much, except for. return of do do what you like which we're going to get to in a second but man this show is great the ain't no use is awesome and i love the port song uh slow porch placement in this set um the next to last song of the first set where you know usually it slots in somewhere else maybe a little bit more dramatic but like it's a great version of it it builds well it's about eight minutes long and goes into mr soul i mean Is there anything to complain about? I'm not even going to complain about nobody's loss here, Harvey. (laughs)
0: Um, Yeah, no, and that was that stuck out to me too because whenever you see the takeout, um, you know, not with porch song, I always immediately go to see where I can find, you know, because you got to usually porch is somewhere else in the set, right? Either it's the entire set is kind of a takeout porch, or the whole show is a takeout porch, Um, and so that was kind of interesting to see it. You know, not quite bookending the first set, but um, that was a that's a good spot. I would say that's probably my favorite combination, which is the the slow porch with the jam.
1: Yeah, it's a good it's a good version. So, and then we can uh, preview the next segment, which is from the second set of this show.
0: Uh, yes, and and I guess I mean I don't know if. Because I, I mean, when you say sleeper, I usually think of like an amazing show that that nobody expected to be amazing. Which I, I would say this counts for. But I mean, to me, th- it's it's a sleeper because like I didn't wasn't even really that familiar. I mean, I would say if I ranked all of the shows from nineteen ninety six by the number of times I had listened to it, I, this would be in the bottom twenty five percent easily,
1: So maybe even okay. lower it's not so maybe we need to differentiate there's a sleeper which is a show that doesn't look great on paper but is really awesome so would this show just be like just a forgotten show (laughs) which is the show that yeah and it's maybe
0: for me that would that would be i mean i mean i think it probably qualifies as a sleeper because it's sort of you know lost in the middle of a bunch of other shows you know that are more Historic, well, but
1: it's um, forgotten then too. So
0: yeah, um, yeah. Hmm. I guess I think of like a sleeper show is like Monroe, like ten fourteen ninety six is like the I think like the ultimate sleeper show. Like small crowd, random night, random place, complete and total heater. You know, like that. That to me is is sort of the definition of a of a sleeper show. But. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah. I mean, I think this might qualify too. It's just I'm just not familiar with it. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm usually I would know most of the other you know, quote unquote sleeper type shows.
1: Hmm. Well, but, I think um, future content for the old blue. Estate. There you
0: go. All but, right, uh,
1: should we throw into the second set here?
0: Yeah, yeah. So they uh, they kick things off in the second set with a ain't life grand opener, um, and then uh, please into sleeping man. And then we pick things up uh, after that with, uh, I guess, just the classic unreleased original of Worry.
1: The second set from June 4th, 1996, the Temple Theater in Tacoma, Washington. Worrying about my worries. I'm not alone. The return of Do What You Like after five years of being on the shelf and you got yours. And uh Harvey, you have some very strong feelings about uh, the third song in this set from uh, the Blind Faith cover of Do What You Like.
0: Um, Yeah, I mean, I don't know... It's never been my favorite song. I mean, I appreciate you know it's fun to see because it's so rare, and I don't dislike it. But it's just you know, I just uh, like if it was a if it was a regular rotation song, like an every three or four show song, I would probably not be a very big fan. But holy shit balls! I mean, this version, and I don't know if maybe I just have never paid attention, or if this one is just that much better but i mean there's a section where hauser's solo is just like i mean it's it's on the level of like any other solo that he had ever played i mean honestly as far as i'm concerned it was just um epic and relentless and all those words and um uh, i don't know maybe i just was maybe i was just in a moment when i heard it but um this is just a fantastic version i think which is sort of amazing because it had been on the shelf for so long and maybe like i don't know i just i feel like i need to go back and listen to some other versions and and just sort of do a do an ab comparison maybe i just have never given it the do that it deserved and this is the first time that i actually heard it with open ears
1: i think no i think you're probably right i mean i i think it's uh I always think it's so funny when we use the word relentless to describe Hauser, just because he, from by all accounts, relentless is not really a word you would use to describe <gasps> him um, in terms of his demeanor and outlook on life and so on. Um, but I think relentless Hauser and sort of like engaged JB are two things that somewhat go together. Um, but it's a uh, no. This is a great. This is a great version. It is certainly one of the better ones. Uh, first show i ever saw i saw do what you like and i was like man is it going to be like this every time um but it was also one of those things about a band like panic that if you go to one of the go to one of their shows and you don't know a lot about them or know a lot of the originals chances are they're gonna cover some some song that you do know at least that's the case it used to be and so um, they covered Mr. Soul and Do What You Like and Low Spark the first time I saw them. I was like, oh, I know all these songs. They like the same stuff I do. This band's great. And so, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, this, this version is great. This whole show is really good. Um, it is certainly a Hauser showcase. And uh, I hope people enjoyed it. And I hope they'll, again, most people know 6.5, uh, the band. Did the band do One and 6.2? for porch songs releases they did
0: uh i know they did uh no i don't think they did, did six one i don't
1: so the jackson hole show um so you know i think the other shows from this tour have been out there and again we're not going to say that every show from 1996 is the greatest ever but I think there's probably a higher concentration of really awesome shows in these tours, especially ones that you didn't really know that were that awesome, like this one.
0: Yes, and uh, I'm looking at the the releases they did. I don't know that they did six two either. They did a Grand Junction six ten. Mm-hmm. They did a Mor- Morrison six or five thirty one. Oh, maybe that's. Um, and. I think that might be it from the summer of 96. And those are just support songs. Those are not uh, multi track. But um,
1: the first 96 show I got on DAT in a trade that I didn't record myself in a trade was 529.96 from Kane's Ballroom in Tulsa. And I remember it was so exciting because it came when somebody made like special tape cases using cool fonts and graphics and things. But the thing I always remember was that it was recorded using a Shure VP88 stereo mic. Wow. And for some reason, you can imagine, it did not sound the best. But <laughs> I thought it was amazing. Um, so anyway, that's random summer tour tape show, or tape story.
0: The, uh, the, uh, the interesting thing, I mean, so how, how does the band decide to Pull a song off the shelf after 751 shows in Tacoma. Yeah, we've, and we've
1: talked about this before. It, it is an interesting thing. And I think this is something that if we have Sam back on the show, we should ask him.
0: Yeah. And then, uh, you know, and so then it, they play it three times within 14 shows. Like yeah. the, those, you know, so they do 664, 618, which is a show that I was at, yeah. and 625 and Tipitina's. And then, um, And then after that, it sort of falls into the, you know, once a tour, you know, kind of, kind of rotation with a couple spots where it, where it disappeared a little bit longer or or came back a little bit sooner. But, um, it's almost, I mean, that's, that's what I, that's what would be interesting to me would be like, so they bring it back and then are they sort of like getting, getting the taste for like, ah, maybe this is something that, you know, becomes a little more regular or maybe it's something that we need to just kind of hold back for special occasions
1: uh that's interesting i will say though that the uh well i'm sure most everybody that listens to this podcast is familiar with the blind faith record um which how many for one band you know which is a, you know admittedly a super group but they put out one record in august of 69 there's six songs on the record and five of the six are frequently covered by bands that we all know and love, or have been, has been, have been covered by bands we all know and love, right? Um, Had to cry today. Tedeschi Trucks plays that pretty frequently now. Can't find my way home, which obviously Panic has played a, a lot. Well, all right, Panic has covered that. Um, or sorry, severe driving problems has covered that along with some other bands. Presence of the Lord. Government Mules played that since basically the band started and then do what you like it's crazy for this you know super group you know six song al- album from 50 years ago to ha- still have so many legs so, so so many legs so many legs you know just this, <laughs> this long ago and it's again all the bands that a lot of the bands that we listen to mule crows the crows have done songs off of this so
0: um, and here's my here's my other question is you know the, the studio version is like 15 minutes long and has a big drum solo in the middle How, how why has there never been a do what you like drums do what you like that seems like completely like total no brainer
1: seems like that would be a Todd a Todd Nance passion play with the you yeah. uh, <laughs> should, should have made the plea for it yeah I don't know maybe we can pitch that uh, for his new, what's his new band called that he has? It's Not Barbara Q. No. It is called
0: Todd, N- Todd Nance Experiment or something.
1: <laughs> no, well, he's, i mean, Todd Nance and friends. But he's got another group that he—he he just played with. He toured with some guys like John. That band he did with, like John Neff. John and, Neff. Yeah.
0: Um, I mean, I'm seeing the Todd Nance Experiment.
1: Is that what it is?
0: I think that. Uh... I don't know.
1: I feel bad that I'm not more up on my Todd Nance news. Yeah, Todd Nance experiment. Well anyway, I think that's something that if uh we should pitch to him and uh perhaps uh do, do what
0: you like, drums, do what you like.
1: Yeah, coach, do what you like, drums, do what you like, coach.
0: <sighs> Louisiana truck stop. <laughs>
1: that's a big a big sandwich. Now we're just being mean. Um, <laughs> well anyway thank you all for indulging the us in this uh, reunion show of sorts and uh, I hope you enjoy congratulations
0: such- I hope for, for baby to be
1: baby to laugh yeah, hopefully yeah. he makes it to 6-4 but if not hopefully he's born on a day where there is a good
2: show
0: and um, that he is uh, and that more importantly than that Jeff that he is healthy oh, and happy oh,
1: what, what are your kids'
0: birthdays? Um. So, uh, well, you know, the first one, Quincy, was born on. We were four days away from 12, 12, 12 oh. and uh, yeah. he came. He came. He came four days early. So twelve, eight. So I don't even know if there've been any shows on. Oh. On twelve, eight. That's sort of a that's sort of a desert. You know, December and January are kind of deserts for. You got a
1: dead um, show that week though i think you got uh is that cameron indoor stadium dead i think
0: probably at 73 huh okay no uh no panic shows at least not on uh on panic stream for 12 yeah. for 12.8 and then um and then keaton was july 30th
1: bolton vermont seven thirty uh, 2000
0: yeah and jackson zoo seven thirty ninety
1: 94 Man, see everybody this is how we we just narrow down our kids birthdays to uh <laughs> yes it was the first you better run you better run into all-time low on seven thirty, and then a, a bunch of stuff from um the earth will swallow you is from 7 30 isn't it isn't that the uh the, the, the set list scene is from seven thirty? maybe
0: uh it is yeah this uh the the, the thing with uh, uh with gary and then also they did like the radio show um I think that was on 730 before where they where they called like Todd JB or something. Yeah, that's right. That's the best. So
1: 730 2,000 second set, just for those keeping track at home. Surprise Valley, driving, diner, driving, gilded splinters, drums, proving, traveling light, proving you better run all time low. Pretty
0: good. Not bad. Not bad. We'll
1: play that sometime too. All right. Well, thank you
0: and uh we'll be back hopefully in a couple weeks and um have more to talk about then
1: yeah thanks everybody and enjoy this uh sorry for the delay in in getting a new episode out but we'll uh we'll try to put a couple out here in short order but i just want to again dedicate this episode to the memory of a great man john gary williams and we'll send it out with his unheralded stacks classic the whole damn world is going crazy